0: Welcome to the Modern Agile Show. I am here with Sam McAfee, and it's a pleasure to be with you back in the saddle in this office. Been doing a lot of remote shows, so it's good to be back in the office making a, a show here with you. Welcome to the show, Sam. Thanks, Jim. It's great to be here. And you're heavily involved in what? What do you do?
1: Um, I do. Uh work around product development teams. Um, These days I'm mostly working in large organizations that are um, trying to do either digital transformation or some sort of agile product development. And typically these are companies that have, have heard the noise around lean startup and agile or maybe design thinking and are trying to figure out how is there any value there for them and how to kind of make these things uh, useful for their teams right Um, which is you know that's it's a it's a bit of a job to try to figure that out in their environments so that's what i'm focused on these days
0: excellent and you wrote a really popular post recently right uh can you tell us about that sure
1: yeah so um you know i've been doing some writing for a while uh on Medium. Um, I wrote a book a couple years ago called Startup Patterns that um, kind of encapsulates this stuff. But I've been trying to continue to to have conversations with people around what's the really what's the hard stuff around getting this work really going and having teams function effectively. So I wrote a post called uh, Why Enterprise Agile Teams Fail. Um, and it seemed to really strike a nerve. Yeah, you know, a lot of people uh, resonated with them. Mm-hmm. Lots of sharing, lots of passing it around, and so yeah. uh, it's been fascinating to see kind of which of the pieces that people are really connecting with, and the feedback that I've gotten has been pretty interesting.
0: So, enterprise agile teams. What? Uh, so, if you had to summarize that article, like, what are the top things that you'd say? Like, what are those reasons? Why do Why do enterprise agile teams fail? Sure. So, I think. Fundamentally, the
1: main things that we discover when we're working with teams in that environment is it's probably a couple of different buckets. So there's stuff that's just at the team level in terms of how one does software development or digital product development in today's world. Right. right. Like well, we're talking
0: now. Let me step back one second sure. just to clarify here. When you say enterprise agile teams, are you already talking about not startups? But big in big companies?
1: Yeah. So I think there are definitely patterns in startups, or certainly startups that have achieved a certain size, where mm-hmm. there is actually a lot of commonality sure. at, at a certain amount of scale. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, you know, we got our first product success. Maybe we got a couple hundred people on the team now, and we're sort of plateauing and trying to find our next thing. Okay. Startups at that stage have sort of forgotten how to be startups. So they too, I think,
0: have lessons to learn from this. So that would fit into the enterprise agile space too. Enough for this conversation, for sure. I mean, there's meaningful
1: differences, but I think that um, the key thing, I guess, that I would start with is that um, there's uh, any organization that has achieved success in a particular product area or vertical, has operationalized that, right where yeah. you've had to build in a lot of structures on purpose and for good reason right to contain risk and to drive out variability yes. around you know financing and legal and marketing and all these sort of support functions around a yes. business yes. and unfortunately, when you're doing innovation work,
0: yeah. those
1: are the very things that get in your way
0: right right so right.
1: that's something where there's a whole bucket of stuff around the corporation structure in general mm-hmm. that make it difficult for teams that are operating you know that are trying to operate at speed and do sort of you know produce things iteratively and get feedback from users or from the market mm-hmm. a lot of those corporate structures get in the way right. so there's a whole basket of stuff there there's a whole another basket of stuff that i think is related to that that's more cultural so we're talking about companies in the broad sense, most companies that aren't sort of your recent tech giants, that could be a hundred years old and have been um, have grown up in this sort of 20th century industrial mindset, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of cultural constraints as well with innovation around. Moving from what is a rigid sort of top-down command and control style of of management and support Mm -hmm. for staff, employees, Mm -hmm. to moving to more of a team model. Like, okay, we're collectively building this product as a team. There's overlap in terms of people's function. Um, So we find that there's a lot of things like incentives in you know in HR like how people are hired yeah. and what yeah. they're sort of incentivized around sure. that also gets in the way
0: huge so huge. those two are, those are two really big factors okay. so administration and and all that goes with it from legal to you know budgeting and then also culture Sure, absolutely, and, and the the lack of an innovation culture. Yeah, right?
1: the ra- the lack of the right sort of mindsets or, or, or mental frameworks for yeah. thinking about how to build a, a flexible, adaptable learning organization. Right, it's like sort of are you operating on this known business model or are you trying to learn how to do new things?
0: Right, and, and that, how, that's tough. So how do you deal with that? Like, how do you obviously you've identified some some major failure patterns. I've seen these two. I mean I've totally seen them. Um, especially around HR when it comes to how their old old fashioned idea of, you know, individual accomplishment and how right. do you, how do you bonus people on their individual accomplishment when we're trying to create collaborative teams that, you know, build each other up and, and help right. each other succeed. in um, yeah, the
1: annual reviews and you know, yes. this kinds of performance based bonuses and things yeah. like
0: that. So how do you navigate that space? I mean, I, I wouldn't say you just come in and vanquish them all right away, right? No,
1: there's no flaming sword for, the, for this <laughs> this kind of work. Um, I mean, that would be nice. You know, <laughs> it'd be great if I can find one. I'll yeah, definitely right. post just about it. Bring, <laughs> bring in the guy with the sword.
0: And yeah, deal point with him
1: at HR. Right. And then finance <laughs> is next, right? So it's interesting. I mean, I think that one of the what what I'm finding now, and I don't think this is necessarily new for folks who have been doing enterprise agile work for a while is that you do have to have real clear and unequivocal support from the leadership of the organization. Yes. That's super important. Mm-hmm. Because frankly, you have to make changes that can accommodate this style of working that we supposedly are all on board.
0: Like right. okay, we've decided we're going to be agile or we're gonna right. Be innovative. Right. And you have to decide which toes you're going to step on sometimes. For sure,
1: yeah. Or if there's ways to construct an environment where you maybe bifurcate the regular operational stuff that Mm -hmm. needs to still have these structures in place from some kind of sheltered, if you will, innovation capacity Mm -hmm. where it's safe to do experiments, it's safe to fail. And you might have completely different cultures in those two environments. I mean, yeah.
0: you know, I, yeah. it
1: depends on what the goals are of the transformation, right? But
0: I think Yeah, that... my friend has talked to so Clay Christensen, I think, said something about innovation by isolation.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and
0: that, I think what you're saying, is is a great yeah. concept to, to make it, it's okay. We're innovating and, and we're safe here to do that. So that's what you're right. saying. Do that off on the side. Don't muck with the core business.
1: Right, and I think that there are some Gotchas or um Stuff you have to look out for even in doing that mm-hmm. because, you know, there, things can backfire as well.
0: Um, yeah, that's what I mean ways. by stepping on toes. You're going to step on toes no matter what you do. That's, that is true. Yeah, you've got to break
1: just, some eggs to make an omelet, as they right. say, right? It's sort of which eggs to break. Um, and I think that there's a risk of, A, um, having the sort of cool kids syndrome where yes. it's like, all right, we've put all these funky, you mm-hmm. know, millennials, you know, with designer glasses and Macs. In this, uh, you know, cool innovation space, yeah. and you might get resentment from the rest of the organization of like, mm-hmm. well, why are they getting all the fun stuff? Right. So certainly, seeing that in some clients that I'm working with now. Sure. So that's something that you know, I don't have the perfect answer for that, but it's something to be aware of to be yeah. mitigated. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that's a little bit dangerous is. You can't just throw everybody in the beanbag room with the whiteboards and expect innovation to happen. Right. right. Like I think there's a little bit of a misconception. But you do
0: need beanbags, huh? You need
1: beanbags, absolutely. Okay. you got to have a place to relax. Right. You know? it's right. Very, All right. It's so buy important. your beanbags, folks. Right. That's uh, necessary. I haven't taken out stock in any beanbag companies, but maybe I should think about it. We used to have them here. But, uh... yeah, right. Um, but I think there is – what I'm getting at is that they're – even within an environment where things are safe to fail, or perhaps even more so, you do need a certain amount of structure, like a structured process and approach for leading these innovation projects, right? Right, Right. You have have to have goals that you can measure. You have to kind of build camaraderie among the team so that everyone's kind of pulling together. There's work to it, right? It's not just you put them in a WeWork and walk away for three months, Right,
0: right. Right. So you're saying the... Innovation itself needs structure. Needs needs some sort of boundaries, or, or some actually a little bit of administration. Yeah, I think so. A little bit of even of HR, like the two things you said that were troubling for enterprise agile teams. You need a little bit of that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think one of the, one of the things that we've been playing with uh, in engagement that I have now is this idea of maybe carving out inside the innovation capacity, kind of like mini outposts of those corporate functions, mm-hmm. like a mini procurement or a mini HR, uh, I see.
0: where there's a sort
1: of localized team or person who's responsible for that, that can be the translation mechanism across the blood-brain barrier or however you want to think about it, right? Like Where they can sort of understand the constraints, because yeah. look, the, the, the constraints coming from finance mm-hmm. are real. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, yeah. maybe you're a public company, maybe that you have offices all over the world, there's mm-hmm. real money at stake. Right. So we do want to have respect for that containment of risk. Yes. But also, like, you can't be afraid to go to the cloud for security reasons because Amazon's going to crush you right. if that's what's holding you back. Right. So it's like, you can either die mm-hmm. slowly or you can take some chances and, mm-hmm. and experiment.
0: But I think you, there's ways of kind of controlling that risk. Yeah, um, I love this, Yeah, I mean, this is cool because I would bet you there are people in HR, in legal, in budgeting, or finance who want to do innovative things and, and are feeling that innovation you know, uh, drive but are stuck in their organization. So if they're part of your... Almost certainly. If they're part of this, this emerging innovation area, which has a little bit of each one of those, sure. those people can then thrive there and yeah. just help, help to to transform the organization with this experimental innovation place.
1: Yeah, but you know, the thing you have to do is you have to go talk to them. Right. Right? right. So I hear from teams all the time, or are like, you know, our hands are tied because finance won't let us do this or that. Mm. And the thing is, when you actually go talk to finance people, yeah. and you go talk to the CFO or people in his office yeah. or her office, <laughs> and you talk to... Folks in HR, it turns out they're actually really smart, reasonable people who, when you move the sort of the rules engine of bureaucracy out of the way and start having face-to-face conversations with them, Mm -hmm. it's amazing how much incredible problem solving you can do and bring everyone to the table. And so I think that's the sort of kind of an obvious point that when you're in a big organization you don't necessarily think about all the time because we're so used to like sending emails back and forth to anonymous departments that say yes or no, your projects can move forward. Mm -hmm. If you can get off the phone and away from the email and go and see them and say, Hey, listen, here's the thing we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. You know, the CEO says this is important and this, you know, we're trying to find new markets or new revenue streams Mm -hmm. for the company Uh and we feel hindered in this way, and is there a way that you can help me? Yes. Um, and I've seen folks that are in that role who are excited to help design the right kinds of administrative structures mm-hmm. that would actually support innovation. Yeah. But it means like you actually have to like use your face to talk to them and have a
0: real human conversation. Right. It's like, down was, those barriers. You're making me think of uh, that show Lost, where they they of mm. the others. Right. You know. Sure. <laughs> so sure. it's like. The person in legal that you never talk to and all these people you never talk to, they're the others. Yeah. And uh, it's okay to go have lunch with them maybe. Absolutely. So it sounds like what you're able to do is come in and do that. Actually go talk to those people. Yeah,
1: I certainly um, can. And I think what I really try to focus on is bringing up the idea that they can do that as well. Helping to sort of facilitate the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Trying to sort of suss out where the blockers are and what is actually important to those departments Mm because they usually have very real and legitimate concerns yeah yeah. it's not like they're trying to stamp out all innovation in the company no right they just have a mandate or they have incentives that they have to respond to and so those are just it's all just models like get all that stuff on the whiteboard and we can sort of work out a a balance that works for everyone
0: so you're and you're so what you're doing to my in my words is you're creating a community and you're creating what ultimately was some sort of innovation community, which, I mean, obviously this can be done in the major, in the main part of the company as sure. well, but what you're doing is if you're creating this innovation space where there's a little bit of legal, a little bit of HR, a little bit of finance, right. and all the other things that go with it, it's cross-functional. Yeah, it's absolutely. truly cross-functional. Yeah. It's cross product
1: design and engineering. Yeah, like There's all these other functions that's too. That's super well. cool. Yeah, I yeah. like
0: that. I like that a lot. Because that's, uh, in my mind, I don't even call it a team. Because a team, you tend to think of a team as kind of small or something like yeah. that. The community can be big. as long as Yeah, people, I like the word community.
1: It makes a lot of sense.
0: It is like community. Because mm. like you, you live in a community, right? Where you have your direct neighbors. But mm. you also have other people that are in the community, but you don't sure. see them every day. But you know that they're there. And they're part of your community. Yeah, absolutely. So that, um, interesting, yeah.
1: That's a good metaphor for thinking about how to build this kind of innovation culture. Um, And I think that the community as it's forming, it creates its own new culture with its own sort of paradigms and language and metaphors and things. And so then you have this um, challenge or opportunity of how being able to kind of translate that new culture across the barrier to the rest of the organization which is a whole other level of right of difficulty and that's i think that's kind of where the leadership comes in as well Mm because i I think it's important for us to talk also about the role of the executives in all this Mm -hmm. i think they can sometimes in my experience be a little too checked out on the innovation stuff, they're Mm -hmm. like, oh yes, I'm gonna sign off on you, go and create this innovation lab, and I I can't wait to see what you come up with, right? Mm -hmm. But there's this level of involvement that's really required of senior execs that are taking this on, yeah. um, to be, you know, helping with those conversations and, and not leading by fiat, right. but actually creating conditions of support yes. where people can be have, as you guys know, psychological safety, mm-hmm. like the ability to give feedback and figure out kind of what's working and what's not, and be really honest about that.
0: very hard to do but uh... good executives can be involved but also step out of the way right like in stepping out of the way meaning that they're no longer like putting pushing their ideas onto the organization saying there's new stuff coming in I'm going to get out of the way of those new ideas I will support experiments with the new ideas but my thinking which has led to where we are now which is great okay we got to this level right now my thinking might have to step back and let some new thinking in sure and the the humility to let that happen not so easy. No, it's in executive management, a lot yeah. of times executives are like, "I know what to do. Don't tell me what to do." And, right. uh, it's hard. I mean, yeah. Because um, they, they got somewhere. They got successful by getting somewhere. Now what? Now yeah, that's a really be...
1: interesting point. Like they've been sort of trained and incentivized around having all the answers.
0: Right. You know, I'm I'm the person who's supposed to be
1: looking at all the information my underlings are bringing to me and then making the decision. Right. And I think that the idea of turning that on its head which is frankly absolutely necessary for doing any innovative work is sort of pushing the decision-making down and out to the teams. That's very counterintuitive for Mm -hmm. a modern executive, right? Like it's it's not something that they're used to. But I think there's a lot of power in it in that they can... The best leader behaviors that I've seen is there's usually like one of two types of communication coming out of their mouth. They're either asking questions that... Reveal or move the conversation forward and mm-hmm. asking lots and lots of questions and then maybe synthesizing what everyone has said and giving some focus and direction. Yes. And if they really need to only be doing one of those two things in their communication, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's, it's potentially waste. Um, but Rare is the executive that can really operate at that level. Yeah, so they, I'd they, love to
0: see more of them. They need coaching too, I think, right? They do indeed, yeah. absolutely. The problem is they don't necessarily know that they need coaching. <laughs> that is true. That so. is true. Yeah, it is
1: available though. That's There's right. plenty of coaching for execs if someone is courageous enough to feel like they can grow in that area mm-hmm. and take it on.
0: Yeah, so just curious about modern agile and what what do you what do you think of this thing? You you've seen some of these uh, principles on this sticker. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that fit into your world, or not fit, or, or you know what? Yeah, I love it. I mean, it fits really well. These these really
1: speak to me. I think that. Um, You know, we've talked about a few things here already around making safety a prerequisite, I think is really critical.
0: for, especially for innovation, as you said. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you
1: have to be able to take risks. And that has to be done in a safe manner. Um, And I think that people will have a lot of discomfort around change happening in their organization. And Mm -hmm. that's something that you have to feel safe that you can surface your concerns Mm -hmm. and that they'll be treated with respect and compassion. So I Mm -hmm. think that's really important. Um, certainly, the the idea of delivering value continuously to me is is critical. Yeah, right. Like that's yeah. that's sort of that's the goal. Right? Like oh yeah. We definitely need to be doing that. Um, we talked about experimentation and, and learning rapidly, um, which requires you know often a change in mindset, mm-hmm. you know, moving from a say a fix to more of a growth mindset. Yes. A lot of us are talking about these days.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: You know, and then making people awesome. I just when I, the first time I saw this, I loved that. Just that statement right there is so sort of deceptively simple and very elegant, right? It's hard. But it's very, very hard, right? (laughs) Like what really makes people jump out of bed in the morning and, and run to the office to work on that next experiment or that next task, like creating that environment. Yeah. This is one of those things like culture where... With making people awesome, it, it's not something you can necessarily operate on directly, yeah. but you can create the conditions right. in which it grows. That's right. right. And I think
0: that's very exciting. It's very generative in that regard. Yeah, you know? for sure. It's a, yeah. it's a high bar. It's a really high bar. And I think that's okay. You know, yeah. if we get to make people excellent, it's pretty darn yeah. good. Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> Better
1: than before would be <laughs> <Right>. great.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's cool. cool. It's good to hear your take on it. I mean. Uh, Again, there are principles that apply to all kinds of endeavors. So I look at this and go, yeah, this applies to finance. It applies oh, to sure. HR. Now, how does it apply? That's up to the practitioners to say, yeah, here's how we're bringing the HR function into these modern agile principles. Yeah. Here's how we're now making safety prerequisite in HR. Here's how we're experimenting and learning rapidly. Um, right. Things that we're trying. Maybe we're going to get rid of our 28-page Performance review per employee and and go to like a two two pager or a one pager. Right. Uh, You know, experiments like crazy experiments like that. Sure. um, Yeah.
1: And I think it has to be the people, the folks on the ground who are living that world have to figure it out themselves. There's no sort of structured yes. model that you can just superimpose on an organization and turn the crank and make it work I mean, that's right this is real hard work it it's is. certainly worth it, it and is. necessary mm-hmm. but it's something that you really have to kind of roll up your sleeves and get involved in yeah and as a group sort of figure out what's going to work in your company's context yeah
0: you know? either you transform yourself or you or you just coast along and eventually die I mean right lose Absolutely. your great lose your good people Lose, uh, market lose market share, share. Yeah. <laughs> I mean so you gotta dive in and make the transformations even though they're painful. And I'm sure everything you've mentioned has been has resonated with me a hundred percent. I mean even the okay now we achieve success in the innovation area. Now we want to bring it back into the main the main oh, yeah. company and that is a very slippery, difficult Transformation to for make it sure. own right.
1: Yeah, how do you make it so that the mothership doesn't kill the nice little shiny <laughs> thing that you just spent all this time crafting?
0: Yeah, right. So that we could have a whole show just about that. I yeah.
1: Well, I'm happy to come back and yeah. talk
0: about that sometime. <laughs> please do, please do. So thank you, Sam, for coming. Yeah, thanks. For a pleasure me, for talking to you. It's great. And uh, we will uh, have you back in another time. And thanks for watching the show. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please share this with others. There's also a podcast version of this. We take the video the audio and put it up on uh, podcast so you can watch or listen to it on your drive or your commute. and uh, we look forward to seeing you on other episodes. Thanks again. Thanks.